Hey, I'm Gretchen Bridgers of the Always a Lessons Empowering Educators podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And if it's a bunch of mess going on, I'm like, okay, there is a message in here that I'm supposed to get out of this mess. And there usually is a message. And I just kind of take that message and I make it a positive and I just move forward. Welcome back for another episode of the Leader of Learning podcast, the show where educators can come find inspiration to transform education through effective leadership. I'm your host, Dan Krinas. Let's get started. Hey there, Leader of Learning, and welcome back for another episode, episode 58 of the podcast. And before we get into it, I wanted to give a shout out to those of you who are subscribers to the Leader of Learning newsletter. The newsletter has been around for a little while and really just started as every other week pushing out the show notes from each episode of the Leader of Learning podcast. But about a month or two ago, I decided that I wanted to be able to provide you, the Leader of Learning listener, with even more great content. So every other week you get show notes from each episode of the podcast. And then every other week on the off weeks where there's not a new episode published, you get a newsletter with updates on what's going on around the leader of learning world, as well as some content related to education and more specifically educational leadership in keeping with the theme of this show, which is that Anyone can be a leader of learning no matter what their role is in education or what their title is. The amount of newsletter subscribers has grown tremendously over the past couple of months, and I really appreciate those of you who have signed up. If you're not already signed up, you can visit leaderoflearning.com slash subscribe or leaderoflearning.com slash news to be able to sign up for that. Now, episode 58 is a really good one. In this episode, I had the chance to speak with Letizion Humphrey Ballantyne, who I had been connected with on Twitter. And to be honest, we tried to set up a podcast interview probably a year ago, and it just didn't happen. And I felt really bad that the opportunity just sort of got away from us. So we were finally able to schedule something, and I was really glad that I spoke to Letizion. She's a secondary English educator from Mississippi, a children's book author, a blogger, the creator of a mentor program called Bright Butterfly. She's also a mental health advocate, and I think one of the things that I really took away from my conversation with her was this idea of being able to find the message in the mess. So I really hope that you enjoy this conversation that I had with Letizion. All right, guys, another great guest in this episode, Letizion Humphrey Ballantyne, who I've connected with now and gotten to know on Twitter and various social media. Uh, but before we fire away with some questions at you, if you could please introduce yourself to the audience. Who are you? Where are you? And what do you do? Great. Good uh, well, I say greetings. Greetings, everyone. My name is Letizion Humphrey Ballantyne. I am coming to you from the state of Mississippi um, in the area of Natchez, Mississippi, which is about an hour and a half away from my capital, uh, Jackson. 
Um, I am currently an 11th grade English teacher, and I also teach um, a college essential uh, literacy class uh, for 12th graders. I have been an educator for about 10 years now. I've taught 4th, 5th, 9th, 10th, and as I said, I'm currently with 10th grade. I think I heard a couple of things in there that we share in common. Uh, And one of the things, though, that you didn't mention that I think we share is that we are both involved in various ways or have been involved in the past with Edumatch. Yes. and, and this was kind of further down on my list, but I was, I'm was i going to like jump right into it. I know recently, you just did a webinar recently, right, on motivating students. And I think you have another one coming up soon. Let's let's talk about that a little I bit. How did do. that webinar go? Um, the webinar went great. So if anyone is interested in it, please inbox me on uh, Twitter at LHBLovesEDU, and I would be more than happy to share the link. Um, motivating students went really, really uh, well. And our next one up is classroom management. That's so we have classroom management coming up for December, and then we're going to do instructional technology in January. Um, also with EduMatch, I will have my first children's book coming out in 2020, and we have just finished the manuscript for the second children's book to follow up with it, and um, that one should be coming out in 2020 as well. So very excited with the the things that I have going with EduMatch. Um, love them, love the family. Um, it's very family oriented, and I think that's what I love most. And um, especially with Sarah, she's such a sweetheart, and um, she really cares, and she's very passionate uh, about the people that she's involved with. And that's what stuck out most to me. So I'm definitely proud to be a member of the EduMatch family. Yeah, see, there you go. We share that in common. You know, um, EduMatch uh, is like a family to me, too. Sarah was actually the first uh, guest that I ever had on this podcast when I started it. And, um, you know, like like you said, that family aspect, uh, I think there are so many things in my career, at least over the last three years, that I can point to that would not have happened and would not have been the case if I hadn't connected not just on social media, but with EduMatch specifically and especially on Voxer. Absolutely. That's wonderful. Wonderful. It's definitely great to have those connections. Yeah. So listen, you have your hand in a lot of stuff. Um, And (laughs) and even before we got going here, you were talking about how how chaotic things are at home with your family. And, And I feel like in some ways we also share the fact that we're interested in so many things. And, and I feel like um, as a podcast interviewer, there are lots of different ways I can go here with this interview. But I guess where I will move to next is um, you, you talked about you're an English teacher, and I know you have a passion for and interest in um, reading and, and reading literacy. What, what is it that, that gets you going? What inspires you, I guess, in your classroom and in your work with your students in terms of reading and literacy? Um, I believe reading and literacy is extremely important. Um, I stand by the fact that reading is fundamental and you need that, um, especially um, with, with anything. Like if you're in the grocery store and you're trying to pick out a certain type of brand or something, you need to be able to read so that you can see what it is that you're trying to purchase. Um, I can't stress how important that is. And I I try to uh, stress it to my students as well. Um, We just recently read Piecing Me Together, which is a novel written by Renee Watson. And I currently have them doing a collage called 
pieces of me. And um, I just posted on Twitter earlier today some pictures of the students and their artistic abilities and and what they're putting into it. Um, I've done book giveaways. I am currently working on doing some more book giveaways. I have a reading initiative that I've started where um, my hashtag is a book for every child. So um, I'm starting with classrooms around my school district. Um, I recently did a first grade class. I'm now headed to a third grade class. I'm hoping to get to them before we get out for Christmas break so that they can have the books to uh, take home or if the teachers decide to just keep them in the classroom. I have a classroom library in my room. Books get checked out all the time. It's at a point now I don't even know who has <laughs> which book. I'm just thankful that they're so honest that they'll come back. And because they read the book that they read and I'll, I'll, you know, ask them, okay, gosh, tell me about it. You know, what was it about? What did you like about it? What didn't you like about it? How did it end? And then we move on and it's like, okay, let's pick another book. And I'm constantly pushing books on them and they're constantly loving the fact that I'm pushing them on. And then one of them told me the other day, you know, Miss B, you have some really, really good books in, in your library. And I'm like, that's that 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 means so much to me to know that I'm providing them with something that they can take home. Um, it's just like a little library. You just check it out for me. And basically the checkout is that I see you, you have the book and I know you'll bring it back safely. Um, in fact, I had one baby brought a book back today and she was like, Miss Valentine, it made me mad. I don't like how it ended. <laughs> so I was like, I'm sorry, sweetheart. Let's find you another one that maybe has a better ending than that one. Um, so Yes, reading. I push it. Um, it's it's very important. Um, I can't stress it enough. Um, my my four and six year old are using a web uh, website. It's called uh, what is it? Epic, and it's epic with a exclamation point. So it's E P I C exclamation point. And I believe you can get. I have the subscription for at home, but apparently uh, as, as a teacher, you can receive a subscription and the kids can use it at school. And what Epic does is several things. It either reads the books to them or they can read the book and it asks them like quiz questions at the end and they get to earn points and get to change their faces and um, all those type of things. Um, so anything that's about reading, I'm all for it. I'm all about pushing it. And like I say, I, I'm, I'm working with shipping. That's my biggest issue is shipping. So I love when people have the clear the list or if they have donor shoes projects that have books on them, then I'll donate. Or if they have the clear the list, I'll go buy a book or two off of their list um, because it's easier with the shipping. So that's been the only issue issue I've really had with doing book giveaways is trying to ship a box of books and it not cost uh, astronomical. <laughs> you know, as a, as a, as a coach and, um, you know, being in the education game for a while, one of the things I've learned is like how to listen for something that someone is not saying. So I think one of the things that I hear you saying, but you aren't actually saying it is that, uh, just like you ran that webinar for EduMatch, you spend a lot of time focusing on what will what's what are the best ways uh, and what are some of the strategies to be able to motivate students. I mean, look, as a middle school career middle school teacher and and ELA teacher, I know that it's very difficult to get 
students to read unless, of course, they're really getting into books that they love reading, which I think is your your passion and your mission here. But give me give me some of those strategies that I know uh, you focused on in your webinar too, without maybe giving away the whole webinar. But like, how do you get how do you motivate those students who just don't really seem to want to do it? Um, incentives are very important, um, like not necessarily bribing them, but, you know, incentives in a way like right now I'm doing punch cards. And so if they're the first one to volunteer to read, they are, they'll get a punch. Um, if they're the one that passes the books out, um, they'll, they'll get a punch. So we, incentives is one way. Um, another way is, uh, pair sharing or like peer sharing. If you're able to like partner and read with someone. Um, I had the greatest moment. And I said that if this is my last year teaching, this has been the best moment for me. I have a certain student who I taught him last year because I, these, the babies I have this year, I taught last year as 10th graders. And this baby would not read. He would not read. And I would push him and push him and, you know, try to find um, one strategy is find something that, that is interesting um, to them or they find interest in. Um, with this particular student this year, I saw the maturity. He read a full chapter because we popcorn read um, the book that we were reading. It was something that they could relate to. So that was the great thing about it. Piecing me together was something that my kids could actually relate to as far as in um, the summary of the story. So um, when it was his turn, like, well, I'll read it a uh, uh, if you popcorn read, you have to read at least a paragraph and then you can popcorn someone else to read. Well, when it became this particular student's turn, they read the entire chapter and wanted to read more, but it was time for the bell to ring. Well, the next day they came in, they initiated and said, may I read first, Miss B? And I'm like, oh, Absolutely, of course. And so I'm like, everybody get your books, turn into page such and such, chapter such and such is about to start us off. And so, you know, he was excited about that and that I, you know, was so I say geeked up, but I was so geeked up about him and and, and so just I told him, I said, you you have made my moment for me because I've watched you mature from not wanting to read at all to reading full chapters and reading it like the fluency was amazing. He didn't stumble. He just read at a steady pace. And it was some very um, words that are were we would consider to be up to level. And he did extremely well. And so I told him, you've given me my moment so far this year that if I go, I know I've done something because I've, I've made it to the point where you are excited and you're wanting to want to read so um definitely giving them praise definitely giving them incentives always encouraging them staying on them um don't don't give up do not give up like there's no I can't no I I can't yet or I can't right now but I will and I just try to uh, teach their growth mindset in there um as much as possible that's great and you know one of the things that that I can see based on how I follow you on, on social media. And, and you sort of just alluded to it because a couple times you mentioned how um, this may be your last year in the classroom. I can see there's more for you out there and I can see <laughs> that you're starting to realize that. And I think that's great. And so the, the next couple of questions I, I wanted to uh, address, I guess that that passion in you and, and what I think I, I see as starting to be sort of your 
niche, if you will, in this education space. So uh, part of that is is motivating students like we were just talking about. But I think part of it also is uh, providing some motivation for people to just really stay positive. And if I could, uh, I was checking out your website and I found a, a post that I'd like to just read a part of. It says, I've always been a positive and personable person who always thinks or expects the worst. As I'm getting older, I'm learning to have a positive and growth mindset. If bad comes my way, I try to find the good or some good in any situation. Think of it as finding the message the message within the mess. I like that. Finding the message within the mess. Can you talk <laughs> a little bit through that? Like, where does that come from? What have been your experiences and, and where are you trying to go with that? Oh, my experiences have been... Uh, you name it, I've probably been through it. Um, it's been last year went really well. Um, but then we switched administration, and toward the end of the year, it was uh, and then beginning of the year, it was uh. Um, at the end of last year, I had well, last year I created a food pantry for my students because they were constantly um hungry, and I know that that some of them that's that meal that they receive at school that's what they get and then I know some of them have practice after school so if they aren't able to go get something they have to practice on whatever they just had at lunch so um, I was involved with donors choose quite a bit Um, I created and had 24 projects funded in a matter of six months so um, I was very involved with that and within those uh, projects I created a food pantry and I had about two to three thousand dollars worth of uh, food donated uh, water Gatorade you name it it was in that pantry for those kids when they needed it uh, apple juice orange juice anything and when I closed out last year I was coming to get the remaining items that you know weren't expired and stuff yet to like go and deliver or like give out to people and an administrator of mine had cleared my pantry out without my knowledge and that hurt that broke me because I knew how much work and time I had put into that pantry and you you took it away and it was like I that was that was a major hurt. So it was like, OK, you know, you still got to keep going. You, you still you got to persevere past that. You know, whatever that is, it is. Let it be. Um, I'm moving to the next year. I was positive because um, last year I had 10th grade and that's the tested area. Now, granted, I did get the scores up at least 20 percent, but I knew I didn't want that type of stress on me again. And so I was like, please give me an opportunity to teach 11th grade. And I was blessed with that opportunity. And I was blessed to be able to follow my kids to this next level. And so, um, you know, we started off the year great. And I mean, you're going to have those days. Um, I had mentioned to you earlier the type of day that I had experienced today where I just felt like it was excessive monitoring. And um, as, as teachers, you want to be able to be in your classroom, to be able to teach and to feel safe and, you know, not feel like you're in a hostile environment. And so um, I just try to take things and, like I said, try to find the good in whatever I can. And if it's a bunch of mess going on, I'm like, okay, there is a message in here that I'm supposed to get out of this mess. And there usually is a message. And I just kind of take that message and I make it a positive and I just move forward. 
So I'm assuming then that what wherever you end up uh, after this year or whenever you do move on from the classroom, your mission then will be to you know help spread that good. What what role do you think that might be? And do you want to get into administration for yourself? Do you want to consult and coach? What do you think? Consulting. I've coached before. Um, In fact, um, in Vicksburg, I created the first dance team for Warren Central High School. They're entitled the Vikettes. Um, They've now changed since I've been there. They're a little different. Um, But um, definitely consulting. Um, When I did the professional development, I felt that's where I'm, I'm being pushed and kind of pulled to, in my opinion. Um, I know I'm hardworking. I'm goal-driven. I'm an easy listener. Um, I'm very personable. Um, I'm more like a counselor <laughs> than anything because I have so many kids that come to me and it's Miss B, can I talk to you? And I have so many different roles that I have to play, but I, I, I take them on and I, I handle them and I do the best that I can with it. And if it's something that I can't uh physically fix myself, then I try to find someone who can. Um, I did speak to someone who has been in professional development uh, speaking for quite a while, and they're doing quite well for themselves. And um, they told me that I should possibly start marketing more toward districts than individual teachers. So I was like, okay, I'll take that advice and kind of see what I can do with that. Yeah. Well, first of all, good luck with all that. And second of all, um, Maybe if and when you you land something or when you start to shift gears a little bit, we could talk again about that sometime. But as we wrap up here, and I can't believe 22 and a half minutes have gone by this quickly, there are three uh, projects that I kind of wanted to just ask you about or ask you to touch on at least briefly as we wrap up here. One is this viral video that I've seen you post and, and asked to be reshared <laughs> on Twitter. It. So please talk about that. Yes. Other, the other one is, I don't know uh, too much about this one or, or how often you do it or, or how, uh, how big a project it is, but if you could explain the Rising and Inspiring podcast. And then okay. finally, you talked about that children's book you're working on. So definitely plug that away as well. So those three things will take us on out of here. Awesome. Well, with the viral video, um, I actually have two of them out and one has 14,000 views already. And the other one has a little under 8,000 views. And basically, I just chose students and I was like, come here, come here, come here, come here. And then come here, come here, come here, come here. And I just asked them to come outside and I called them by fours. I think that's how the video is set up. And they didn't know anything it was like on the spot and so all I did was I told them stand in line I said if I were to ask you a question stand in line the way that you would want to answer the question and that's what they did and I said I'm gonna press play and I'm gonna ask you one question and I just said when you think of Miss Valentine what do you think of and I said go and they went And it amazed me. And in my first video that's still going with the 14,000 views, um, my student said family. And I almost broke down. I was trying to hold my composure together because, yes, I mean, for him to say that he sees me as family, it meant the world to me because I do see them as my own babies. Um, So definitely those videos are going. Um, The Rising and Inspiring podcast, I, 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 I dove out there. 
trying. Yeah, I commend <laughs> you for that. Still, That's great. <laughs> thank you. I'm still rising and I'm inspiring uh, to figure out exactly what I want to do with it because I don't know, which is the same thing. I had a nonprofit for like um, four or five years and it was named September Chances. I never knew what to do with it. And so that that's where I am with the podcast. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I don't know if, if I'm supposed to do it. So I'm still kind of communicating with the, the above. And I'm like, is it supposed to be me speaking and giving stories or is am I supposed to have guests? So I'm, I'm battling between trying to figure out because it needs to have that meaning for me. Everything has to have a meaning or a purpose. And I'm still trying to figure that out. So mm-hmm. don't give up on the Rising and Inspiring podcast because it's going to come back. I just don't know how yet. And last book um, is going to be entitled For Friends Forever. It is about my actual dogs. Um, it's about friendship and it's about family and it's about a forever home. Um, um, a pro a part of the proceeds from the book is going to go to animal shelters here in the state of Mississippi. The second one, which is we finished the manuscript and it's gone over, it should be entitled Fur Family Forever. And um, I think once we get those out, that one, it includes the new dog we received. Um, and it's about the new sister and it's how she finds her way within being a part of the family. So it's it there. I love them. My, I did a, a video with my sons. I don't know if you had an opportunity to see it, but I said it was their reaction to the book. And so you get to see all three of my sons and they're like very diverse, that diverse set of, of children, uh, beautiful babies to see because they're like they're all different colors and I just say I just have like this diverse (laughs) little my little diverse babies but uh if you would listen to their reviews I think that you would know that book two is it's great it's something great coming so um I'm hoping one and two do a wonderful job sneak peek there may be a project um in works with myself and at male side b and it's it's going to be something to talk about. It's going to be controversial. So I'll leave that there. But that's yeah. awesome. Well, I, I can't believe how much you have going on. I, I think, uh, you know, people tell me all the time I have so much going on. I stay so busy, but I don't know. You, I think you one upped me anyway. Um, man, that's that's great. So we have fur friends forever and fur family forever. Yes. Uh, do you, do you have like a timetable for when those might be out? The illustrator is working on the first one. So we're looking at the beginning months of 2020. And then the second one, we will be looking at around summertime. Uh, and I'm just trying to give her enough time because, you know, once my part is done, it's just kind of like, okay, you do your part. So it's going to be probably a two to four month in between both of the books, but they both will be out in 2020. And they already have their little website up. Uh, They actually have their own page. So (laughs) it's called Fur Friends for Life. So that's on on Twitter. Uh, Yeah, that's it. That, that, that's that's life here that's it that's all <laughs> <laughs> look for now that's all you got no of course there's much more <laughs> but you know we're on time constraints here so you know i all just right. I always Listen, try to stay busy and stay positive yeah no that is that's plenty that's awesome good luck with everything uh you know i, I th- 
I've been following you and I can tell you're up to so much. Uh, I'm looking forward to those books coming out when they do. Uh, and hopefully now that we've had you on here, I have some listeners who will be watching out for that as well. Absolutely. And speaking of those listeners, if you could just tell them how to connect with you out there on social, your, your handles, your names, your email, your website, whatever you want. Awesome. So if you would like to reach me, Letizion, you can on Twitter at LHBLovesEDU. You can also reach me on IG at LHBLovesEDU. You can reach me on Facebook at Letizion Humphrey Ballantyne. And my email address is LHBallantyne at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, LHB, thank you so much. I really appreciate the time that you've uh, given us here. I know that uh, a while back we had tried to connect and it just didn't happen. But uh, for some reason, now is the time. And, exactly. uh, and Yeah, and I'm really glad to have had you here. And, and I'm really glad that you have so many great things that are happening for you right now in life and in your career. And I wish you luck with all that. And hopefully you'll come back on and, and update us sooner rather than later. Absolutely. It has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate this opportunity. Well, that'll do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so yet, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. Also, if you enjoy the content shared on the show, please recommend this podcast to other educators, leaders, friends, or anyone you think would love listening and learning. I would also appreciate it if you would leave a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or whatever podcast app you use to listen. For more information about me or this show, head over to leaderoflearning.com. While you're there, you can also find the Leader of Learning blog, how to connect on social media such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Voxer, sign up for our newsletter, and even find out how to purchase Leader of Learning merchandise. Thanks again, and remember, no matter who you are or where you are, you too can be a leader of learning.